0: welcome to the introverted hippie podcast episode 62 how are you guys doing on this beautiful beautiful thursday we are back and we are better and we are here with a special special guest um so i have my best friend trey on the line trey bz what's up
1: man not much man (laughs) not much
0: (laughs) so how are you feeling how are you feeling mentally
1: Man, I'm feeling good, man. Really, man. I I could be I can do a little bit better, but so can everybody so.
0: Yeah. I I can't
1: complain too much.
0: I felt that. I felt that. I felt that. I know last time he came on the podcast was like last year and he was being so PC. So PC. <laughs> <laughs> man who, who
1: knows man like yo somebody might dig it up and be like yo cancel him bro <laughs> <Man>.
0: <laughs> to, my, to my shit that's important so you're perfectly fine sir be 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 as open as you like be as open as you like yo <laughs> so welcome to the introverted hippie hippie podcast guys where we talk about celebrity news hippie shit and everything under the sun guys so we are going to get it started with celebrity news so let's get it in. So, I don't know if you guys have seen the Nicki Minaj and Joe Budden interview. If you guys don't know, I love Joe Budden and I love Nicki Minaj. And Nicki Minaj just broke down a lot of things in this interview. So, I'm just going to break it down into categories as of what I thought or what me and Trey thought was very important in the interview. What we was like, that just stuck out to us. So, I really love the fact that she broke down like how she felt about her body. That was a big takeaway for me because I felt like when she was saying how like Wayne and then was judging, but they didn't know it was an insecurity. I, I was like, damn, like you never know what you can say to somebody and that's sh- they can internalize that and they could just up and just change their body in an instant. Like you never know. Well,
1: facts, facts, facts.
0: So like what did you like? What was the key takeaways that you took away from the interview?
1: Man, the key takeaways that I I took in the interview was, like, how she was saying the body, like, oh, with the big butt and everything. I ain't never realized it, but is is Nicki really the blueprint for the modern-day female? Like, the IG model look?
0: I feel like she is, because literally, I feel like Nicki Minaj came to the media. She came to the hip-hop scene, and she had the ass shot. She had all that done. Like, I don't... I didn't. We didn't see anybody in 2010 or like t- 2008. Like we seen video vixens with the curvaceous body bodies, but we didn't know if it was natural effect, or whatever. But we seen Nikki with the ass shots, and we was like, damn, like she just brought out a whole new look. Like she slim thick.
1: Man, I don't know, but I don't know why, even myself included, that like the culture, like when it comes to like that IG model look, the first person we think of is Kim K and not Nicki Minaj. I, I, and the crazy thing is, I remember when Nicki first came out when she had that that come up DVD. Mm-hmm. Like I remember seeing that shit
0: online. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like we want to give it to Kim K because Kim K. If we gonna even go back all the way, Kim K didn't really. She started the influencer trend. I would say that. But I won't say that Kim K started the IG baddie look. I feel like with a lot of the Kardashians, they get their influence from black culture. So everything that they have is like the lips, the hair. You saw what they had, like the box braids, and they was calling them boxer braids. And literally, all of that is from black culture. Like, as black women, we wear those styles as protective styles to protect our natural hair. Like, I don't, I just feel like we got to give just dudes a nikki.
1: Uh, like, man, I ain't gonna lie, I kind of slept on Nicki in that aspect, as in, like, I know she impact, like, the culture out, um, in music, but I didn't know, like, she, but, like, within fashion and even how people go outside and look. I remember, like, when we was in high school, like, everybody had the Nicki Minaj bangs, but that trend of look, but that, but that kind of, um, like, died out. Like, I ain't never seen the Nicki Minaj bangs since.
0: Yeah, I had the Nicki Minaj bangs. I don't know, my hairstyle at the time was doing me dirty. But I had the Nicki Minaj bangs and I I loved it. I was a Nicki stan. I'm still a Nicki stan to this day. Um, I just feel like I don't know. I just feel like she influenced the culture so much with the pink hair, with the curvaceous body, just with her lyrics, and her flow, just with her personality in general. And I love the fact that she don't take shit. like I love
1: that. Yeah, definitely. And then I like and I like the point that she made of like, well, shoot, I have to highlight. I have to highlight my trends because if I don't. Y'all, man, y'all gonna just um put them, y'all just gonna find some white girl off the street and then mm-hmm. and then put everything, uh, put all of my um all of my innovations and say she did it.
0: Facts, and I love how she brought up when she was talking about like when she had the like the hair all the way down to like her knees, her ankles. The hair was just dumb long. I love how she brought up when she did that. All the girls started doing long hair, and she ain't never lie, cause the bitch loving it long hair too. And I seen a lot of influencers and a lot of IG baddies. Did go to have their hair down to their knees, just like Nikki. Nikki was like, "Bitch, you can't even spell Prague, literally." <laughs> 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 but I love, I love Nikki. I love that she talked about like the verses battles too, like who she will go against. But she didn't even mention like the names. I want to know the names.
1: So. All, all right, man. Um, Lil Kim will be uh, all right. Like, like what Joe said, Lil Kim's obvious. But man, man, Joe know who the second person will be. The second person will easily be Cardi.
0: I really feel like Cardi don't have that stature. I'm a Cardi stan too, but I just feel like Cardi don't have enough music to live up to Nicki.
1: And that's why she wants to do it. Just to make a point. She wants to make a point <laughs> and Cardi ain't fucking with her.
0: I just feel like as like, like I like like you said, it's a bitch turning 18 every day. And as Nicki has to realize, as the culture evolves, it's always going to be a new, modern day version of her. It's never going to stay the same. Of Damn. course, Nikki is a legacy act, and I love that for her. But at the end of the day, the culture changes every day. Like we we cater to the scrippers a lot now, so it's like we scrape we cater to that environment, to that society, and to like the build a body bitches. We cater to that, and Cardi. Rep- I'm not saying this is bad, but Cardi represents that. That's what she represents to this today's age society, and plus she has a personality that's very relatable.
1: Facts, and then and she can also. She can also make Hispanic music, so she can also dip, dip into a whole nother demographic that Nicki can't really do. Like Nicki got Nicki did draw, um dwell into like the Caribbean culture because like she Trinidadian and all that too, but like, but a lot of them, um Cardi B's Hispanic culture also digs within the Caribbean culture.
0: Mmm, ain't she Dominican, right? Um, Cardi, yes,
1: yes, yes. I might be wrong on that. Yeah, some your fans might um. Your listeners might fact check me on that, but what, what, but whatever she is, I hope I ain't saying it wrong, but like, yeah, she is Hispanic descent though.
0: Okay, cool, cool. Because I'm like at the end of the day, I just feel like as women in hip-hop is always catty. Women in general is always catty. So I just feel like Nikki was throwing a lot of subs in the interview, but she didn't really want to give no name. She was just basically saying that she really didn't wish that she would drop the Queen album because she was basically saying around like the VMAs or some type of um, award show was coming out. She just felt like it wasn't the perfect time. Mm-hmm. But I think Nikki had a lot of shit going on because, you know, her brother was going through. It's not allegations. It's facts. He did go ahead and molest the young uh, the young woman. Um, and that was, you know, as she said in the interview, she was like, I, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to brand yourself and you're not in the best light at the moment. Like, cause she, she wasn't her, she was paying for her brother legal fees. Her husband basically is going through that crazy shit. So I, I understand why she doesn't want to, you know, market herself in that aspect. But I just feel like the queen album just didn't do it for me.
1: It, it didn't like, I, like I, I know she was talking like, oh, like if she would have released it later, um, she would have probably won a Grammy. But no, it, it just wasn't it. Like, evasion of Privacy was album of the year. I said it when it, I said it back in 2018. I'm gonna say it now. It, it really was, even over Astro World. And I enjoyed Astro World, but but Cardi B's album slapped from front to back. I can't say the same about Astro World. Astro World got a couple songs that I still play. But I can't say I enjoyed every song on Astroworld.
0: Facts, facts. And I like, if I'm looking at the singles on Queen. I liked Chong Lee, but Chong Lee was cool. Chun-Li, it was I.
1: It, it was, it, it, as, soon, as soon as it was like, uh, as soon as you got done hearing it, it was like, hey, okay, what's next? Yes.
0: Right, and then like bed with Ariana Grande, it was cool. It's like that's something that, like you hear like a Forever Twenty One, a H and M. You know what I'm saying? Like the Doja and Scissor record, like that. That's 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 what bed gave me because I love Ariana Grande, um, but it just wasn't giving how Invasion of Privacy was giving because literally. Like was what was? Let me look at the album list for like Cardi B's "On Invasion of Privacy" because I, I forgot. It's you, a, don't a name tra- you
1: don't need the name of track. You don't need the track list. Like it slaps
0: from front to back. It, yeah, it does slap from front to back. It does. Like I can't even. I can't even get like Cardi did a whole thing when I don't give a fuck she got Ghost Riders. It it just it, it just it is what it is. Like the album is "Get Up 10 is my shit. I had to pull it up because I was like "Get Up 10, When you hit that, that shit motivates you. Like, literally. They knocked me down nine times, but I get up ten. Literally. <laughs> and I like
1: the head hair. You know how I feel about bicky. Oh, oh, hey, wait, I don't like how you just get through drip, man. Drip was
0: hard. <laughs> okay, drip is, though. I like drip. I like, um, I like the Migos. Um, uh, I like Bola Yellow. Bola Yellow really blew her the fuck up. Like, Cardi B really grinded, too. Oh, like- my God.
1: Bro, in college, that was the anthem. Man, crit, man, yo, Crick, we play that, you play that in any club, part, house party, a kickback, it got crazy. Yo, because I, I... Crazy. I,
0: I, like, I remember on social media when it came out, like, the girls was all up in their nigga face at the club, like, little bitch, you can't yeah. fuck with
1: me. <laughs> what? Bro, man, like, man, I'm going I'm, to I'm share a short story. Man, one time, man, we had a party in our dorm, man, like... It started off small, but then it got huge. Like we like but the dorm only could fit like maybe 10 people. We probably had 50 people in there. It Mm -hmm. it was crowded. Most of them were females, man. We had girls kissing on girls and everything. It was crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it it got wild. Man, Man, like we had a whole sound system knocking. Bro, when we when we played that Cardi B Bodak Yellow. Crit. <laughs> Fred. Because we're screaming so loud, Cardi might as well have been there. <laughs> Bro, man, I already had called the campus security so fast. He <laughs> <laughs> right. right, 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 you. We had to man. We had to throw the liquor in the toilet and everything, man. That, that was crazy, man. That was crazy. We eventually got getting up in trouble because we were too smooth, but yeah, that that that, that was crazy.
0: Man, I, that song is just epic. I feel like that really blossomed her career. I like Money Bag. I like Artie with Cardi. I like Ring. You know, I love me some fucking Kilani. But the whole album just like I love She Bad. Like I love when she performed that. I don't know if it was Rolling Loud or some festival she was at. She performed and she was pregnant, and she just looked phenomenal. And she was twerking while she was pregnant. Like Cardi, Cardi is really a working ass bitch, and I really love that for her. I love that for her. Um, and I just hate the fact with the Nicki convo. It's just like Nicki couldn't say a lot of shit, but you already know the subs. If, if she was gonna sub Cardi, it was gonna go. It was gonna go viral really quickly. Like if she would have openly.
1: Uh, uh, no, she did sub her. So like when she was like when she subbed up with comments like, oh, they just giving everybody Grammys now, Grammy here, Grammy there, oh, and and then like the Vogue com- and, and the Vogue magazine commented that she tried to throw Billy Eilish in and try to make it like a racism thing. Right, yeah.
0: like
1: am like, well, I'm like, keep it real, though. You you ain't like that. Cardi had got that got that over you. I got a question though. So like, keep it real, Nikki. Like that, that was crazy.
0: You know we love our girl Megan the Stallion on this podcast, but do you feel that those Grammys were sympathy Grammys? Why are people saying
1: that? Like, okay. Oh, oh, okay, like, Chris, you be going out, you be outside like I be outside. Why are people acting like they didn't go outside and didn't hear those records? Right. Why are we doing that? Right. Literally, why right. She, she won three Grammys. What were the three songs she made and she had one of them? From?
0: And um, it was Savage. I think one was Savage with Beyonce on there.
1: Bro, so we gonna act like so we weren't gonna so we're not going so we are not going to act like during quarantine everybody wasn't doing the savage TikTok dance.
0: You're right, and it was doing, you know, WAP.
1: <laughs> we we weren't gonna act like she ain't had the whole bro, she had the bro, she had the streets on Smash. She had bro, she had even politicians talking about WAP,
0: man. That is very much true.
1: So so we really gonna act like Megan ain't hot. Like that, that's why I don't understand the argument with, oh what, oh those were sympathy grimp. sympathy for what
0: she was hot because she got shot in the foot. Yeah, that what people were saying. With or without? <laughs> oh my
1: God! I right, so so um so when Symp- so when Fifty Cent saw all them records, man, those those were sympathy records. Like um that, that his album wasn't hot. No, hit that album was great. He
0: <laughs> exactly it was hot when... regardless if he would have got shot or not. Which one are you saying? Get rich or
1: die trying? Or yeah, get rich
0: or trying, bro. Okay, like come on, man. Yeah, that was some heat. I ain't go cap like that album was just it slapped. Uh, I mean, like, bro,
1: like they ain't just say, "Oh, we gonna give her a grand because because of what she been through." Like her music it had nothing to do with that. Those were actually hot records, right? Who, who you would have gave like for the people who say that? Who they would have gave it to instead? That's what I want to know.
0: Facts, like who was y'all want to get that shit to? I don't, was I Do- was Doja even having any? I think Doja had a good album out, but it wasn't. It wasn't. She ain't had nobody that was Beyonce profile.
1: No, she yeah, she didn't. She didn't like her. her um, all of Doja's projects are dope, but she ain't had nothing that stuck like Megan's.
0: Right, Megan. Megan's just that bitch, and I mean, people can say what they want to say about Megan. Megan is just that girl at this moment. Y'all say what y'all want.
1: Let me facts, facts, and uh, amongst some um, newer female rappers, um, I personally feel like Doja number one, but it uh, right. but Megan is a she, but uh, but depending on um, how, how ah, depending on the time of day, Megan can easily be the number one female rapper. Right. Depending on the time of day.
0: Yeah, Megan. Just kudos to Megan. We love Megan on this podcast, real hot girl. shit. <laughs> But literally, I love that Nicki Minaj basically said that Corey Lerae was a trendsetter. Because I'm not gonna hold you like all the girls had the Corey LaRae braids. I didn't get them, but all the girls had them when I was when I was living back in my old hometown. When you go to their, like a Dollar General or you go go downtown, you see girls in them braids.
1: I, I, to be honest with you, I see nobody with them braids. Honestly,
0: I seen girls and I seen girls on social media with them braids.
1: But, but I was in a little small town anyway, but so hey that that's probably why I ain't seen. Them. But mm-hmm. for the most part, but I like that she did shout it out the Ray. You know, despite that everything she does, she gets bullied for it. Right. I, I don't know. I don't know why. Like the girl can't do nothing right.
0: Right. People really hate her for no reason.
1: I, I like I honestly don't get it. And, and and that also and I like that Nikki shouting out other artists because she's been criticized of not giving anyone props, even though she was giving people props, she she gets criticized for not giving giving younger artists props.
0: That is very much true. Like, I just feel like I don't. I don't know. I just feel like this Nikki interview and Joe Budden interview was very enlightening. Just to see how Nikki's stance on hip hop, just to see how much she grown as a woman, as a mother, and as an artist. I just love the fact that you could just see the growth in her, and I feel like this was an incredible interview.
1: It, it really was. It really was.
0: Alrighty, so that is off of the Nicki topic. Y'all know I love using Nicki Minaj, but let's get onto the Kanye West doc. Um, it's just a lot of things that you can just take away from the Kanye West documentary. It just shows you, like, if you are consistent in anything that you do, and you are motivated and you have the drive, anything is possible. Anything. Like, but I did go ahead and break down some key moments. For, um. Also, just that just happened within that documentary. Just to have some thoughts, just about it. So, I just love how Kanye is just motivated. Kanye, Kanye is the same nigga. People say he, not, he the same nigga. He, he just, he just got more money. Literally, uh, you think so? I feel like every all the thoughts and things that he were saying in that documentary when he was young, it came to fruition. And literally, like I said, you know, when people get money, it just amplifies who you really are.
1: No, 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 I understand that, like, Crit, but like, e- even like when it like on oh, when Cootie was recording, like the mid part of his career, he, he, we, we was calling him crazy then, but right now, we, why? So, we, all right, so let me give you the time frames of what I'm talking about, like mid career Kanye, like 2007, 2008 ish. Like, I'm talking about like 808, like 808 heartbreak Kanye. Like he, he seemed a little he's he, he seemed, um graduation the 808s and heartbreaks like that 0708 era and compare it to like
0: Jesus Kanye Bro you, you didn't see the change You gotta think about it Art, artists have have to have change they have to be adaptable and they have to actually have growth Kanye was not going to remain the same person he was when he made the college dropout.
1: No, no I understand that. No, I understand that completely. But what I'm trying to say is it's, it, it's like mentally he deteriorated.
0: Well, are you trying to insinuate that when his mother died, it just made him a whole different person?
1: Yes, just like what everybody in the street says. And, and, and the documentary was from how I interpreted it and how I looked at it. Unless I'm perceiving it different from everybody else. Yes, it really seemed that way. Because, like, literally right where it, like, right when it gets to the part where he talks about, oh, where Kanye's mom died. And then it fast forwards to the Yeezus era. He, like, he, Cootie even said, like, man, back then I wish I checked more on his mental health. He called him, he didn't say he was crazy, but he kind of insinuated like yeah, the nigga wasn't really the same.
0: But you gotta think about it. Like, when you really lose someone that you are really close to, his mama was, like, his best friend. She was his number one cheerleader. It's like, when you lose someone that close to you, oh, like, it's gonna change. Like, your whole mental gonna change. You don't have that person that's gonna be supporting you no more.
1: No, I understand. No, I understand that, I understand that. I understand that 100%. But, like, the thing is, I didn't think, like, when he was grieving, I don't, it it didn't look like he was grieving the correct way, because well, everybody could grieve how they wanted to go grieve, but how he was grieving, he tried to get more and more into his music. Like, he was still working hard, and then, like, Co- Cootie said, like, man, he wasn't talking. He-, he hardly wanted to talk. The man was working harder and harder than ever. I think he was just so... He, he tried to numb out the pain. With, he tried to numb out the pain with work instead of really letting his emotions
0: flow. But when you think about it, a lot of people do that. We all try to com- compartmentalize what shit that we go through to an outlet a lot of people got vices his vices is just work but i feel like especially with your mental health especially with grieving with somebody that close to you you have to take that time out and heal because
1: it and and to be looking like at the documentary it it don't look like he did that that's my point
0: yeah like he didn't do that like he plays his main focus on work if you saw in the documentary he was at a concert Think uh, I think a week or a day after his mom passed, and he was he said in the concert he was like, "Y'all be thinking like I need to grieve and stuff like that." He said my mama wouldn't even want me to grieve. My mama would want me to go out here and work and make shit happen.
1: Oh man, that that, that, that man really needed. I, I I really felt like, and the fact that he has a uh an album named Donda shows that he still that that he, that he he isn't done grieving yet. That he didn't really fully get all those emotions out. No, but- that, that's just me from the outside looking in. I'm not a psych. I'm not a psychiatrist or anything like that. But that's just me from the outside looking in.
0: Literally, yeah. Like you are. You are certainly right. But I feel like in some sometimes, especially when somebody that close to you, I don't think anybody will heal from that. I, I yeah. really feel like it. I feel like that's a long grieving process for anybody.
1: Mm-hmm. I understand, but oh man, it's just like even when the part where like with Kudia, like. Yo, man, it ain't even film, it, it ain't even feel right filming him like this. So Coody, man, Cootie probably got, remember, man, Cootie got like maybe 30. No, he probably got like 20 years worth of footage. Bro, who uh, however many years worth of footage. Just imagine, just imagine the stuff he edited out and didn't want to put in because it'll make Kanye look fool.
0: That is very much true. That's very much true.
1: So I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Because even Kanye admitted that he's bipolar and he has to take medication for it.
0: But you're right. You're right. But like I said, everybody has to grieve in their own way and find their own healing process. Like, literally. Um, but I just like really grinded his way. I really feel like he made it known that, like, he was going to be that nigga. Y'all just had to wait and fucking see Literally. And I just feel like a lot of people doubted him and shitted on him. But I love that like his city, the people in his city, like Mose Death, Tyler, Quali, they really want to see this man win. Like I really love that because like when you look at Dame Dash, you think that Dame Dash is gonna be the nigga that like, all right, like I see something in this man. This man came to like Def Jam office and played like um through the wire and this shit's fucking hard. But it's just like he just looked at it like man, he just need to stay a producer. Literally,
1: man, man he, had, he had. I forgot what they had said. They had left to eat or something like that, ain't it? You said what? Like now, I forgot what he said uh, when they recorded it. Like, Dash they, they had said, like, "Oh, they they left to go eat or something after it, ain't it?"
0: Yeah, he left to go eat. Like, oh. Kanye invested his own money to make that video, like thirty three
1: thousand. hmm. Literally. I remember, like, reading years ago when he, like, around the dark fantasy time, that he put all his money making that project too.
0: That was a great body of work, and but you know what's crazy? Kanye said that's his, one of his least favorite albums. Really? Yes. That is the greatest album. As
1: <laughs> I, I, me and my brother had this debate. My like, i says, to say it's like, oh, college drop out the best. I'm like, no man, no. Dark dark, fantasy is the best. Kanye. Album. Yeah,
0: dark twisted fantasy is the go. I remember I tried to put put you on that shit in high school. He was like, this shit lame, that shit wack.
1: Man, <laughs> man I, I was a kid then. I'm a grown man. <laughs> yeah, I actually got yeah
0: you're a grown man now. <laughs> Literally, that album is on fire. I love. I know people like Kanye really wrote that album for Amber Rose. And people really just be like, man, she just got shitted on when the album came out. Like, people were talking shit to her, throwing stuff at her, saying, you did Kanye wrong. Like, literally calling her a gold digger. Like, Amber got backlash from that album.
1: Yeah, I remember that. I remember that.
0: Literally. Um, but seriously, like, I just feel like Kanye believed in Kanye. And I just feel like niggas don't see the vision until somebody that's more bigger fuck with you and on you. Like, all right, I see what this man's trying to do. And I feel like, you know, you, that's why you got to have niggas around you that actually support you, and that's not yes-men. Because when you got niggas that really out here trying to support you and tell you what you need to be doing and not doing, that, that's the niggas that you need to keep around you in long term. That's that. Like I said, it's all about longevity. Literally. Facts. So, that's how I feel. And I feel like that documentary was well-versed, and I love how Cootie got his shit off. Like, Cootie showed his life, too, showing his baby girl Baby girl finished in high school. Baby girl want to be an uh, artist just like Kanye. I just I just love how the whole documentary was very cohesive and it just showed Kanye and Kuti evolving as men, as fathers and just as, you know, creators. So, I love that.
1: Uh, and, uh, and, um, another point I wanted to make to you, like, earlier when you had asked me about the Kanye doc was, like, the part that really stood out to me was how many connections this man made, um, made throughout the way. He touched hands with so many people, like you are know, like um, I don't know if you remember this part, but he had said, like, oh, so um, we had got the um, one of the guys that we met at the MTV hallway to shoot the producer for us. The man was making connections along the way, mm. and those connections came back and helped him further in his career. And then, like, and and, the, and this is why, because I've been trying to tell my partners and stuff like this all the time that want to do music, um, podcasts, or whatever. I'm like, bro, you gotta touch hands with people. Yeah. Yo. You just have to. Like it is really hard to make it them to make it to a level like that being anti-social, man. I, I think right. It's impossible because you got people who are anti-social making it. But like well, but, but you making it really you really limited yourself not making those kind of connections.
0: Yeah, you know I'm an introverted hippie, but your girl do be talking sometimes. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah your girls do be talking sometimes like i like i said i always try to reach out to people when i feel like it's beneficial like you know we had that conversation when i reached out to that individual for that particular podcast i fucking love um so yeah most definitely always if you if you see somebody you need to connect with most definitely do it because you never know in a couple years they might be like damn like she crossed past me or he crossed past me, like let me actually tell them about this particular opportunity. You never you never know.
1: Exactly. And we need more and more of that in our community, man, because like man, there's a lot of gatekeeping in these streets, man.
0: <laughs> Ooh, That is very
1: much <laughs> too much gatekeeping out here, man.
0: People don't want to see you do better than them, and I don't understand why. I don't understand it. Like literally. Like we gotta we gotta let other people get their just do too. Like literally, it's so much money out here. It's just so much.
1: It's too much money out It's too much money and too many people out here struggling just for you to be hoarding the
0: knowledge, man. That's crazy. Like I said, I'm never a type of person that's going to not tell you some shit. Like, if I know some shit and I got some knowledge from some shit and I went through some shit and I feel like you can benefit from it, I'm going to let you know wholeheartedly. I'm never that type of person. Like, I remember in college... Like girls, even on even today's time, even on like today's social media, TikTok, you see girls have these fire ass fits and they will lie or they will not respond with you asking about it. So girls will literally screenshot the shit, put it on Pinterest or Google and find it. Like it's never that deep for you guys just to tell us where you got the shit from. Most time it's from Shein.
1: Literally. Oh my God, they really put that on
0: YouTube. It's literally either on YouTube, but mostly it's on TikTok. Girls really love to keep their clothes. I don't understand why, bitch. Mostly, bitches... Most of these bitches got these clothes from Shein or Fashion Over. Like, literally. Just tell us where it's from. Oh, my God. Like, you the only person that shopped there. Right. Like, you acting like you are not the only... Just one person that shops at Fashion Over or Shein. I will not be the first and you will not last. Literally. Oh, but that's neither here nor there. Let's get off of the Kanye dog. But all in a whole... It was a great documentary. I love the way it showed Kanye as a person, as a man, as an artist. I love the way it showed Cootie. Cootie got his shit off. And it just was great. Like, I really respect Kanye even more. Like, Kanye is one of my favorite artists. And I just feel like, just to see how much he grinded, that just motivates me to keep on grinding, too. Like, I just love seeing shit like that. That's very motivational. So, yeah. But I don't know... If you've seen the text messages, I guess we're going to keep talking about Kanye. I don't know if you've seen the text messages from Pete Davidson and Kanye West. Like, yeah,
1: it's- yeah, yeah. Let's keep wild for that one.
0: Keep <laughs> really wilding. I'm just going to read you guys um, what they were saying on text because. Literally, I just feel like it's just too much going on. And at this current given moment in time, I just feel like, can we all just get along, in my Rodney King boys? Can we all just get along? That's it. So, basically, um, ooh, if I can, I'm pulling it up. So, basically, Pete Davidson was like, yo, it's Skeet. Can you please take a second and calm down? It's 8 a.m. And it got to be, Kim is literally the best mother I ever met. What she does for those kids is amazing. And you are just you are just so fucking lucky that she's your kid's mom. I've decided I'm not gonna let you treat us this way anymore. And I'm done being quiet. Grow the fuck up. So Kanye responded, Oh, you use a profanity. Where are you now? So Pete responded, in bed with your wife. Oh my god. And then basically he sends a picture of himself doing the peace sign in bed but only himself. He didn't show Kim. I'm just, at like, at this point, like, why can't we just be adults? Why can't we just be adults? I just feel like it's too much at this point.
1: Oh, man. Like, what, what he said in all of the lights? He about to take him to that ghetto university.
0: Right. I'm so dead.
1: <laughs> and the crazy thing is, like, the, like the, the verse that he rapping in this song is literally related to this situation.
0: Literally. and it's,
1: <laughs> it's, I'm coming home, another nigga replacing me. <laughs>
0: It's like it's like he foreshadowed his own his own life. Literally. It's it's crazy. Um and, and the most craziest part about it is that Kanye, he's basically doing all this in the media with Kim. And like y'all don't even understand that like Kim is promoting the keeping up the Kardashians that's coming on Hulu. And this is basically gonna start off with Kanye doing wild shit. So they're about to make money off of Kanye doing crazy shit.
1: Oh, my God. They really about... That's messy. Yep.
0: That is messy. You
1: can't... bro. You can't... Oh, my God. All right. I know Kanye wilding right now, but, yo, that is crazy. Like, you can't do that to your baby dad.
0: Yep. They said that allegedly Kim said, oh, we want to show the size where it's not all that good either. So, basically, y'all milking this man craziness for fucking clout and fame and fucking views. Literally. Instead of helping this man, you decide to put it on your show. And once that show does go ahead and come out on Hulu, like, we're going to see how they about to milk this man for his for his fame, for his clout, for his just for his status, just for everything. But like I said, Kanye knew the type of bitch he... He, he knew the type of person Kim was when he met her. Literally. Literally. Like, that's the only thing I can say at that point. But it's just like, we're going to see how this plays out. Like, Kanye was trying to basically give us a warning as of what's going on but kim like I said kim being quiet because kim know it's about to all play out on keeping up with the Kardashians. So that's that child. Um but yeah so are you excited about going to the Tyler Creator concert?
1: Oh definitely man I want to see what Tyler, man I want to see what Tyler has in store I saw like some previews with the store like the man was the man was performing on a car. Which was crazy, but I, but um, but I hope he does something different. That's what he did. Uh, that that's what he did on the last tour that he had last year when the album first rolled out. He might do a little something different then. But I thought that was dope. Um, I'm excited to see um Tezo touchdown. Um, I really want to see Kali Uchias. I hope I really hope they perform them. Um, see you again. I don't. I like. I hope he mixed in a little bit of Flower Boy with, in this concert and and with, with a with a touch of Igor.
0: Ooh, I'm very excited, man. It's just, you know, Ben Staples is going to be there and I keep manifesting that's going to be my husband. <laughs> Literally, like, I love, I, I love Tali Creator. I have been a Tali Creator fan for, like, forever, so I'm very excited to see what he does and what he does perform. Just very, very excited, so... I'm excited. And guys, I'm gonna most definitely give you a recap of the concert and how everything went on the next pod. But yeah, man, I'm very much excited to see the show. Um, but also I just wanted to talk about the remote work and the back in the office situation because I know that I know you have seen that Joe Biden has been saying that he wants people to go back in the office because basically the air outside is more cleaner than your home office air and we need to be back in with the public so i don't know like i just personally you know i have been working remote for like a while now and i don't think i want to ever step foot into an office
1: Hey, I feel, well as of right now like the work from home thing doesn't really affect me right now because like i literally stay two minutes from my job so it's like uh, so i see it a little differently for me for me personally like, okay, I don't really need to work from home, but for, like, other people, like, who drive it for, like, 20, 30 minutes and they have to commute um, and have to ride through the traffic and people who come in late to work off of the traffic, like, they're hating it right now. Right. Because, like, as of, like, yeah, because as of, like, next Monday, like, they oh, my job is having everybody come into the office and it's just about to be chaos. Mm-hmm. Uh, chaos and whatnot. And they're pretty much just doing this because... They don't want to pay rent on that build. Don't pay rent on a building that no one's in.
0: Commercial real estate, literally.
1: That's literally what it is, man. It's all about the money. It ain't about no coronavirus,
0: right? But- like they were saying, in like an article I read. They're saying that like us going back into our office get brings to more sales, like at bars and basically at places that people go out to eat. But as you like, as I thought about, it, I'm like when I was working from home back in my old hometown, I was still dashing And still getting food delivered to me, even working from home. So that's not stopping shit.
1: Yeah, it's a lot of BS man. Like like they really betting, like they really trying to get people to like, oh, like you know, like how some people they work downtown in their little office cubicles and whatnot, and then they want to get on their lunch break, they want to go to the coffee shop across the street, Mm -hmm. or the little pizza place that uh, or pizza place or whatever that is, or a sandwich spot. Mm Like Oh, man, man. they trying to say, like, oh, those places are losing money, but then, like, but then when I actually look at people who work in those kind of environments, they say they still go to those places, and those people in those places are still doing good.
0: Right. Literally. It's not stopping anything, and I just feel like at this big-ass age, why can't we just have a work from home? Like, why can't we? Like, I didn't see the benefits of it. I remember, like, when I was working at a call center and, like, when I first started, everything was good. The money was good and everything like that. And then, like, I just started seeing, like, my coworkers start quitting. I didn't understand what was the reason. And, like, one of my coworkers I was cool with, this was, like, in 27, 2018. Literally, she quit and she just started working from home remotely. It was, like, it was so much easier for her. She had kids. Like, she still worked remotely to this day literally doing the same shit and like she loves it because it's much easier for her she can be with her kids she'll be able to pick up her kids when she needs to it's just an easier it's just an easier option to anybody that just wants to even if you got kids or even if you antisocial even if like because I say I'm an introvert the podcast is introverted hippie I my productivity is very much better when I'm working from home. Because I'm able to get more work done. I feel like I excelled in that type of environment being remote. Because also, I don't like to be around coworkers that just own some bullshit. I like to actually like be introverted. But literally, I just feel like it, it benefits you in multiple ways. It saves you time. It saves you money. It saves you gas. Gas is almost fucking $5. It saves you time.
1: Facts. <laughs> Facts. Literally. I agree with everything you're saying, especially like with the office politics and stuff like that. It, it, oh yeah, yeah, it sucks. It it really sucks, but but that was a part of my career that I had to learn. I had to learn. But I wish I did have to learn that.
0: Yeah, I I noticed that these at the office, like they feel if you introverted. They they feel like you can't do the job, but once they fit, once you once they see you got the skills, but you still antisocial, they still don't feel like you will be great leadership. It's always some bullshit.
1: Yep, exactly.
0: So it's like you can't win for nothing. If even if your numbers, like I was literally top performer at my last job, my numbers was I was doing better than everybody in the call center, like everybody in that in that particular that particular side of the call center. And literally, they still did not want to give me leadership due to the fact that I was not, you know, conversing with the coworkers. But you have me training coworkers, so that's conversing. But you don't want to give me leadership.
1: Yeah, not, like if you're anti-social. you're automatically painted as the coworker with the with the attitude or something like that.
0: Yeah, like I'm I'm a bitch, obviously. Like I'm I'm obviously a bitch just because I don't want to associate myself with office, office politics. That's yeah. why I feel like. Working remotely, the job I have now, I have so many fucking Zoom calls, so you have to fucking talk. But literally, I feel like working remotely gives you a sense of, all right, like I really don't have to deal with a lot of people, but like I see them through Zoom, but I don't have to actually be there in person to actually get the full gist of shit. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like, cause I feel like people, I, I don't know, this just me. I, I don't wanna hang outside with my coworkers. I did that shit one time. It just didn't work out. I rather, I rather, I rather keep, keep. I rather just keep that side of my life. That side of my life. That's just how I feel. Like I'm not keying with my coworkers outside of work, because I I feel like that's how a lot of things get misconstrued. Oh, you quiet on that topic. Yeah, so I was just saying a few a few moments ago that I personally don't want to be I per, I personally don't want to hang out with my co- co-workers outside of work.
1: No, no, that's understandable. Like yeah, that's understandable. Like 100% but like how the work culture is, like they really want people to like who can who can come into work, socialize and then make everybody feel comfortable. Like even if you're not a bad person and you're not socializing with people, they 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 feel like you're not good for the team chemistry.
0: Facts. Like literally, like y'all. I'm tell y'all a little quick little story. I stay on brand, baby. I stay on brand. So literally my job, my on uh, my job literally had like we had to meet up and do trainings. So literally I'm in the cut, like just sitting in the back, you feel me? And like everybody just get everybody everybody basically went and went and evolved into the middle. I'm in the back just chilling. And literally, like, I just kept it on brand. Like, I don't like none of you bitches. I don't know none of you bitches to like you bitches. But it's just like, I just kept it on brand. I try to, like, say, say hey to everybody when they walk in whatever like that. But it's just like, damn. Like, y'all. It's just, I don't know. I'm, like I said, I'm not I I'm not converse when I'm at the meetings. I talk, you know what I'm saying? But I'm just not one of those people that's going to get into my personal life. Because at the job, they started talking about their personal life. Oh, Boy, Lord. They niggas and I'm like, baby, we not about to do that. Not with me. I'm a black, like I said, it's a not a lot of black women at the job that I'm at, and I'm not about to let y'all fucking do me crazy. So no,
1: Man, I, no, I 100. But, but but hey, I learned how to say a lot. But I, I I learned the um the ancient skill of saying a lot of nothing.
0: What you be saying, baby? Well,
1: now nah, we'll be talking. We'll be talking about all kind of stuff. But you ain't got no information on me. As you should not, <laughs> like no information you they going on about their life or how they baby daddy ain't, pay, ain't, ain't paying their child support, and all that. I'm just in there, like Mm-mm. wow, that's crazy, yeah. man. Yeah, like, like, man, like, yo, if I was in your situation, like, I don't know how I would handle that. Right. and like I keep it talking about them. You, you ain't getting nothing out of me. I, I
0: learned as I got older. You will learn a lot about a person if you just listen to them, listen to them speak. Just Oh yeah.
1: Everybody tell on themselves. So. Everybody, everybody eventually tells on themselves.
0: So. Literally just listen to them speak for a while. Like they literally tell on themselves. So. so obviously it's just like, I'm not one of those people that's going to be like, Oh my God, girl. Like I remember like at the job, I told you this already, but I remember at, the, at my currently at my new job, I'm like literally everybody, just a lot of 10 year people that have been there for years just started quitting. And I remember this one particular person got fired I mean, the group chat just started going crazy at work, time. And like just talking about the woman, just tearing her fucking down. I'm mm. like, damn. I was like, well, why is, I was like, why is everybody quitting? They wouldn't would not basically tell me why everybody was quitting. But literally, I've started to find out more and more in day to day that I work there.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: Literally. Because I remember I was like, so why is everybody quitting? They was like, girl, it's a long story. We can't really get into that. Literally, me working there for almost four months, I see why now. I literally see why. And it's it it just what it is.
1: Uh, you gotta tell us why not. We want to know.
0: So I just feel like it's the company culture. Like I ain't gonna lie, oh, I, they try to make you feel like you're they're very wanted. But and they what they do at this job is they make you take a test to see if you will be compatible in the work environment. If you don't score a particular range on the on the assessment, you will not get hired.
1: Yeah. 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 Like they said, corporate culture.
0: Corporate and then, culture. And then, like, literally, like I said, also, y'all, being a black woman in a whole white environment, that means you have to place restrictions on your personality. And it's just like, I told, I think I told you this. Yeah. I already told Trey this story, but I'm going to tell you guys. So, literally, like, I'm at work and we have a Zoom call. And I don't know if you guys know that popular TikTok that's going around with that white man at the racetrack and it plays in the Kevin Gates songs. I'm just thinking with my dick, 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 dick. So basically like the head manager that's above all of us comes on the call and he hears like the last ending of the conversation where she she literally just says verbatim, I'm just thinking with my dick. And he looks at her and starts laughing. Mind you, I'm trying to laugh because I'm just trying to laugh on a call because obviously it's funny. However... The other black coworker literally messaged me and tells me and tells me, girl, if we would have said some shit like that, it would have been a whole different subject. And I'm just like, that literally shows me that baby, you've been here for a year. And that basically shows me what type of environment this is at this particular job. Because obviously. I feel like at any job you have to water yourself down but just for you to tell me that like damn just to be a woman of color to be around a bunch of Caucasian people for us not to be able to have the same type of if she we can't even say the same type of shit that she could in that particular phone call make me feel like damn something is really wrong in this work environment
1: mm.
0: and I literally went and all the black women that work there I found on LinkedIn guys you know LinkedIn stalker um they literally went all the all all the black women that work there particularly they found way better jobs after this particular job and like they were there for like four to five years and they quit so that tells you a lot about the company (laughs) so i just want to let you guys and your ladies and gents and whoever non-binary or whoever them they how you want to be pronounced girl because i'm with all the shits literally make sure you do your due diligence when you look at companies you want to work for I think I was just so so thankful to be able to have a job in my field but once you actually get to know what that particular job is about and what actually they represent then you start looking at other options and being like hey this is not for me so I just I don't know just just to wrap it all back up I just feel like company culture and everything about remote work and i just feel like being in a virtual environment is very cool and i just really feel like back in the office oh, y'all just doing this for commercial real estate and i just feel at this given point y'all need to at least give us the opportunity to stay remote at least like i understand joe biden wants to push it but come on like nigga you you got the gas prices fucking insane now
1: Man, shoot, man! I ride around. I mean, I was riding around. Gas been about four nineteen.
0: <laughs> right, like my home girl just came back from Africa, y'all, and she didn't even believe the gas prices. I was like, child, it's high." She said in Africa, the gas is only like a dollar and fourteen cents. So <laughs> it's worth. Yep. So it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. Crazy. So. Let's get into another topic, guys. So I don't know if you guys have heard about the Jesse Smollett um, debacle. So basically, he has, to, he has been sentenced to 150 days in jail and 30 months of felony probation in the hate crime. I don't know. I feel like we have to make an example out of somebody. But it's just, it's just the thing where it's like, come on. It's just like, y'all doing all this to this man and he just staged a fucking a hate crime? I don't get it. I don't get it. I really don't. I don't know. Like, I don't feel... like I feel 105 days, 150 days in jail. It is cool. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. I don't know. How do you feel that situation? Um,
1: man. Alright. He, he literally did it to himself. Literally did it to himself like no exact like not that's not even a figure of speech that's how crazy the situation is and i don't know if you seen like he tried to blame it um he tried to blame it on racism say he that time because he was black i'm mm-hmm. like bro oh, i'm like bro you making the movement look bad with this bs man
0: <laughs> bad.
1: bro i have nothing nice to say about just Jesse smollett man nothing yeah. nice
0: yeah, we just gonna leave it at that. Yeah, I, let's,
1: let's leave it at that, man. I'm we just gonna say this. Cut fucking up. That, that's
0: it. Yeah, like yeah, we just gonna leave it like that. We're not even gonna do a deep dive, and like you know, you know, justice has been served as how they would want it. And let's get on to another topic. So literally, Tinder is now doing the low cost background checks, and I most definitely feel that is very beneficial. As you guys know, you might hate me when I say this, y'all. I personally. Don't believe that your soulmate is on a motherfucking date nap. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't believe it. I, I'm sorry. I don't believe it. Um, it's like I personally think like you, you. will meet the you will meet the men that came out of hell on a date nap. I literally feel like I got home girls that try dating apps. I literally know a girl. Um, I know a girl personally. She told me she met her fiance off a date nap. But I don't know how he treats her. Um, Allegedly, you know, everybody showed a good side on social media. Um, Allegedly, she said he gives her the princess treatment. But literally, I just feel like the bar is in fucking hell with these dating apps. And I feel like most definitely have background checks because you never know who you're going to deal with.
1: Bro, man, I connected with this one girl. Yeah, I already told you this man, I connected with this one girl off the dating app. I hope in these background checks, I hope it shows employment history, too. (laughs) Yo, shorty, man. Yo, man. I thought, man. I thought it was lit too, man. Like she had, man. She had a, man. She had a big chest. She had a big butt. She was, she was cute in the face. i was like, she had everything going on, man. I pull up. This girl sleeping on the floor. Ooh. <laughs> yes, she was on the floor, cause Mm-mm. she was on the floor. I'm like, bro, ain't no way, man. She had no car. She Mm-mm. had no job. She even had a high school diploma.
0: Mm-mm. I'm
1: like, bro, what in the hell is this?
0: Thanks.
1: And then she had a and, th- and then she had a little girl with her. She said that wasn't her baby, but the baby was with her all the time. I think she lying to me. I really think that was her daughter, but she didn't want to tell me that was her daughter. Like that, that whole situation was a mess. Mm. Yeah, like yeah I hope these background checks really do improve the dating experience because like woo. Ooh, it-, it need to come with a credit check too.
0: <laughs> Most definitely, cause y'all niggas be having some bad credit. Hey,
1: hey, 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 hey. Don't generalize that statement.
0: <laughs> For real. Like literally, and y'all be wanting to basically try to use a bitch credit to try to get a house or something or get a car, bitch. I'm not even You even know? about to do me like that.
1: Oh, my God. Well, like th- like that background, like yeah, that's the yeah, that's the next step in dating, cause it it's too much going on, man
0: like y'all if y'all find y'all significant other on a dating site let me know like literally send me a message on tiktok send me a message on instagram or send me a message on whatever site because i want to know how y'all meeting y'all significant others because the way i be dating child i just be meeting these niggas and they these niggas don't be shit but these niggas on these dating apps really ain't shit and they just on there for one thing only like they just want to get laid like if we go keep it a bean so like I just feel like that's exactly why I take everything as a great grain of salt. But dating sites—that's one thing I don't believe in. I'm sorry. I said I took I take the words from the great Tony Gaskin. You will not find your husband on a dating app. Sorry, sorry, not sorry, y'all. But literally, I want to talk about um, Little Dirt's comments on high body count because I. I don't know. I just want to see if I could find the clip where he basically is talking about India and saying that he can't wife anybody that has a high body count. Uh, let me see if I can find the clip actually um, for Little Dirt because I don't know. It, it's 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 giving. It's give. I don't know what it's giving. Okay, so I'm just gonna play it for you guys. You never- Like, if, so, me ain't gonna, I'm, I'm petty as hell. Like, if so, like, I ain't gonna wife. That's me. I
1: That's was, me.
0: Too. I That's And hey, I wake <laughs> up in the middle of
1: the night, get mad two years ago. Yeah. That, yeah. That, yeah. That just That's me. me too. Yeah, but it's, like, everything about it, like, being real.
0: I personally, I think we already had this discussion, but I feel like body count don't matter. It don't matter, bro. I don't give a fuck. Like I like you like we had a conversation today, like when a nigga that pop in, he gonna fuck a lot of bitches. But I just don't want them bitches in my face. <laughs> That's understandable. That's understandable. Like I don't care. Like I, I think I going got to an age where it's like I don't give a fuck who you fucked. Long as them niggas ain't in my face, along them bitches ain't in my face. And it's just like literally, as you think about it, like we fucking with people. Sometimes you fucking with people that got kids. Not me. I'm not doing that shit. Y'all <laughs> niggas are never talking to me. But um, literally, some people fuck with niggas that got kids. You gotta, be, that's more. They, you gotta deal with a whole baby mother. Do you mad from who a nigga fuck? It's just, it's just. I feel like if it's before me, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? If it's before me, I don't give a fuck. But sometimes I go back and look at a nigga, nigga old work just to see who he was fucking before me because that let me know what type of caliber bitches you fucking with.
1: Not Y'all? the old work.
0: Most definitely the old work. Gotta check the old work out because I want to know what type of caliber bitches you fucking. Because obviously if you fucking me, I need to know. Alright,
1: bitches- all all right. so I need you to email Tinder and tell them to put that on the background check.
0: Yeah, let me see what the past bitches look like. Give me a good three, four round rotation. Yeah, we
1: need the car facts. We need we to need- know all of the previous owners. <laughs>
0: need that immediately, immediately. Look-
1: <laughs> uh, nah, but I've been on top. I've been on that time. Like, I ain't gonna lie. Like, back in high school, I was kind of like that, but I kind of grew out of that because that mindset seemed childish to me. But when I had got the, but when I had got the, like college, like sophomore year, I was like, man, bro, I don't even ask girls that shit. As like, you should not. Man, I, man, I've been with my girlfriend for three years and I still don't know what a county is, bro.
0: As you should
1: not. And to be honest with you, I don't want to know. As you say, no, 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 for, for all my fellas, man, like who's uh, who will listen to this? Do y'all really want to know? Facts. And we gonna keep it. If everything's going well, everything's going well.
0: Do you really know? Right. Do you really want to know? Do you want to know that I fucked a old drug dealer, old hood ass nigga that would probably beat your ass.
1: Because <laughs> I, because I like, man, I know girls that got over twenty and they married now. Swear to God.
0: Hoes
1: turned into
0: the best (laughs) house. Swear to God, and our husband don't know he got twenty. She got twenty. I feel like I I, like me personally. As I said, I don't give a fuck about a nigga body count, but I will prefer my nigga to come with come to me with some miles on him because obviously I'm not teaching you how to do shit. You should know that before you get to me. We too old for that. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Like, I'm not about to teach you how to eat coochie. Sorry. I done ate it. A- Whoa. No. But literally, we not doing that.
1: <laughs> Whoa there. <dear.
0: laughs> I'm not you <laughs> how to do shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's literally, you got to teach a girl how to suck dick. You don't know how to suck dick. You never did it. But literally, you got to teach her how to, how you like it. But like I said, when a bitch done been with six or seven niggas, you know plenty of different ways how niggas like to have their dicks up. Literally.
1: Facts. Like, well, okay. not facts, not that I know, but yeah. Continue,
0: continue. continue. Like, literally, a bitch, a bitch had to figure it out. Oh, if that nigga don't like that shit. Oh, let me try this on my next nigga. Or oh, that nigga don't like to try this. Sh- let me try this on my next nigga. And literally, that's just how you learn, baby. That's how you learn. Facts. So yeah, but I don't give fuck my body count, y'all. So yeah.
1: yeah like, like the whole conversation is tied, and then like I see y'all on Twitter was in a whole uproar about this. I don't know why we having the same conversation that people been having for the past 30 years or even before that. I Like, I really don't see, see this. And then, like, I mean, I, I'm going to just put it like this, man. If you like freaks, go for freaks. If you like good girls, go for good girls. Please don't try to push your beliefs on everybody else on what a woman or what a man should be. That's it.
0: Period. I believe that wholeheartedly. Like I told you, like with some of the past niggas I dealt with, when I told them that I was bisexual, they 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 shunned me. I felt so sad. Like I should never said that. Like damn. So like, now it makes me feel like I need to hide my sexuality because most niggas don't accept it. Yeah, they, yeah. He
1: weird because like man, you tell that the like you tell that to my partners, man. They, my brother, they trying to set something up right now.
0: Immediately. Just, like,
1: right now. Immediately. <laughs> You're like, yo, man, you know that girl from the club with the big butt, man. What you trying to do with that? They'll be trying to set something up, boy. Like.
0: Immediately. All right, guys. So that is the end of our celebrity news. So let's get into our music topic. So, what have you been listening to lately?
1: Man, I've been listening to the, the new Benny the Butcher album. That's been about it.
0: Oh, so what have you been liking on the project so far?
1: Oh man, I like Thouy's Revenge. Like, man, he's talking this mess right there and then he got a song on there called Billy Joe. Ooh. I love Benny the Butcher's music, man. I know you. Oh, I, Johnny P's caddy, of course, with J Cole, man. Like J Cole, like for y'all listening out there, I'm a big J Cole fan. Um, but I'm not like one of the annoying ones you see on the internet, man. I'm a big fan of J Cole because that's the rapper I relate to the most. Thanks. Well, yeah. I was a rapper. I would rap like J Cole.
0: Thanks. Literally, Dreamville Fest coming soon, guys. Dreamville Fest coming soon. <laughs> um, <laughs> but literally. But literally, y'all. Um, I've been listening to. I just started listening to Lil Durk's new album. Um, I really like the song that he got with Future called Petty too. I fuck with that really hard. Um, I really been listening to a lot of Saunders, and y'all might hurt me on this one, but I've been listening to a lot of Tory Lanez. Man, my favorite album by Tory Lanez is Love Me Now. I really love that album. It's a great body. Why, why do people
1: get mad at you for listening to Tory?
0: Tory has those allegations and oh, a lot. Oh
1: my god. Okay, okay. I'm gonna stop you right there. All right, all right let, let's keep it to me. Right, we we gonna start this. Right. Cancel culture don't really exist because like these these are all facts I'm about to spit out my mouth. Since the incident, Tory has like he gained like five million followers since the incident. Oh my gosh! Yes, his follower account literally grew. Like like if you was to go on social blade and literally check his follower history, bro, it did not stop him. He probably like it probably stopped him from getting a few TV deals because like. Yeah, he has 11 million followers now. I, like uh, prior to the incident, he had like five.
0: So people support him for shooting allegedly shooting a black woman. Um. All right, it's gonna sound messed up, but yes.
1: That's You got so because you got like I don't know what it is, but are right, like are right, you have the you got like a, a certain crowd of guys, and it's a lot of them. They are so against Megan that they're siding with Tory, whether it's whether it's right or wrong.
0: That's crazy. Y'all hate that girl that much that she didn't even do nothing to y'all.
1: Bro, I think I'm lying. Like, bro, like, go on. bro. I love the Say Cheese blog. I love that blog. But when it comes to the topic of female rappers, like, those comments are toxic. Mm. Those comments are toxic. Like, Say Cheese and Shade Room are polar opposites of crowds. Mm. But like, man, like literally, like when, when Cardi come up, like bro, they, bro, the comments are crazy. Like when Megan, they call her Megan the horse, Marcus the stallion, mm. oh, a man, a tranny. I'm
0: like, bro, are y'all serious? People will really build you up just to tear you down. Bro.
1: Man, bro, if Ma- the thing is, I know if Megan was to put tur- that thing right in front, of they was not turning that down.
0: I know, I'm not turning it down.
1: <laughs> no one's turning that down. I'm like, bro, are y'all straight? Like. Bro, like, they really treating Wendy like they treated Serena. For real? Mm-mm. They literally doing that. They treating Wendy. They, they uh, I say Wendy. Uh, they treating Megan like they treating um, Serena.
0: But whoever is, I'm sorry, this is so off topic, and I like Serena Williams, but whoever is some makeup artist, she a new one immediately. They're not get doing her justice. Oh, I see what she's looking like now, so, <laughs> all right. But, but she's a beautiful black woman, but she just need, she got too much money to be going outside like that. But, um, literally, yeah, um, but, yeah, I, I I don't know. Tori, I, I, uh, I love his music. Um, I'm sorry. It's Sorry, not sorry. I fuck with it. I'm gonna still listen to it regardless. Like, I like, I'm sorry, y'all y'all cancel me. I'm still gonna listen to R. Kelly. Uh, you just gotta separate the artist from the actual. Oh
1: my God, we had this discussion. You can't separate the art from the music when art he's talking about, whatever, man. You
0: gonna still listen to that nigga? No,
1: man, no, I don't. Or oh, I ain't gonna lie. Friday, I played ignition.
0: And okay. Okay. Right. right.
1: But he talk about. But he talk about feeling. now. he talk about like. Uh, what
0: was that song? He said it's the key into the ignition, hot and fresh out of kitchen, mama rolling that body got every man in who wishes. who mama is. <laughs> he
1: did say hot and fresh out of kitchen
0: and Keaton the ignition so okay
1: <laughs> oh, well <laughs> well
0: Kills yeah well yeah. That,
1: that, that's a damn shame that's a damn shame <laughs> it's a damn shame is what it is
0: but yeah y'all that is the end of our music topic let's get into our show's topic so uh, I know that you have watched Ab- Abbott Elementary what do you feel about it? like how do you feel about it since you watched it
1: Oh man, I watched like three episodes, man. I, like, it kind
0: of reminds me to. It, it kind of reminds me of the Office. Really, it's like a, a blacker, funnier version of the Office. Yeah, literally. Yeah, and I'm a I'm a big Office fan because I love dry humor. So yeah, like that's. I remember my freshman year of college. I stayed watching the Office with my roommate at the time. Um, but yeah, I really fuck with Abbott Elementary. I I like it a lot. I just kudos to whatever Qu, quitenta, if I'm saying her name right. Is, is doing and like just had to give her her flowers because she made her viral her viral moment go career beat. yeah a career so kudos to Shadi kudos to her um I know you have seen Bel Air so I just Ooh. I Bel Air but like y'all we just gonna have to dissect this um I used the per- perfect person to dissect this too we got to dissect the episode five because literally. Trey, I'm just going to tell you guys what happened. So basically um, the Fresh Prince um, Will, Will is basically having to decide whether he wants to move back to Philly or if he wants to stay in LA with his auntie and uncle. Um, However, Philly is giving him more opportunities for him to be in a fraternity, for him to actually play basketball. He already made friends down there. However, Philly is what he, he ran from because somebody was trying to kill him. And his friend just got upset because basically, he doesn't want to come back to Philly. He wants to basically stay in L.A. and try to make, make his life better and just make a life for himself. And that's what I'm getting into where people have those small mindsets and small town mentalities where it's like you have to stay in a place where you live, work, and die. You can't go out here and like explore more opportunity in life because... Philly, or whatever hometown you with, that's all you know. Like, I really personally just felt like Trey was a hater.
1: He really did came off on some hater energy there, man. But, 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 like, uh uh, all right, we only talked about it so far, so we just gonna keep it at five. Right. So, um, so, yeah, he really came off, with like, with that small town mentality. And I'm like, bro, I, I don't even understand his logic of him. Well, 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 I understand it now. So, uh, I'm gonna just say it. Like I don't, like he's just seeing it like as if he's losing his best friend. I'm glad the show explained it like that, right. so we can kind of like, get more of his angle because it was looking real bad. Because Trey really came off as a hater in episode five, right? Because because like because like with the sentences and stuff you're saying, it's like you're like, oh, so you gonna sit in Bella while I sit back at home doing nothing and you tell me what's going on? Well, it's not like Will didn't want to include him. He's like, bro, every time there's a break, you could come down here.
0: Right. And he was just like, oh, you think they're going to pay for me to stay down here? Like, he talking some you family. I'm just your friend. But I'm like, obviously, if they love Will, they're going to love you, too.
1: Like, yeah, like, you get what I'm saying? Like, right. an Uncle Phil is not the blood relative. Right. He is not the blood. Like, Aunt Viv is the blood relative. And uh, and Uncle Phil is showing him love like he a blood relative.
0: Right. Taking him to the um, concert. What it was, it was...
1: Oh, D Smoke.
0: Yeah, D Smoke concert. Like just showing him love, just like showing him around place. And you want to act up because your friend want better out of life. Like, like I like I had this conversation with one of my other friends. It's just like I remember like when I wanted to quit my job. Well, guys, you know I'm a certified quitter girl, but you know I want to quit a job. A job I got now, guys. But anyways, um, anyways, when I wanted to quit my long time job I was at for four years, my my parents came to me. It was like. Why do you want to quit a job you're at four years? You made a life for yourself down here. Why do you want to quit your job? Why do you want to move? Like you already made a life for yourself. Like you got a good life. You got a good paying job. And literally, like, you just doing well. Like, why do you want to leave that? I'm just like, I see more for myself. Like, literally, I worked seven years in college and basically not using a degree that I worked my ass off for. And literally, I don't want to stay in that particular area forever. I want to move and branch out and see other things. It's just like, I understand you live, you die, or you work. But it's just like, bro, I just feel like it's so much more to life than doing that. That's that's just how I feel. It's just like I feel like people have that small amount, small mindset mentality where it's like you have to stay in that small town forever, and you have to just be be able to live comfortably. Like I, like I said, I went back home a couple a couple weekends ago, and I just basically seen half of everybody I went to school with, and it just goes to show when you are comfortable in that one spot, you will never want to branch out for change. You really won't.
1: And some people scared to leave. They people, some people scared and. And some people I wouldn't even say scared, man. Like you said, some people just comfortable with what they had and just like things to be familiar. And they don't want to lose their familiarity, man. So they so they'll never branch out and like really reach their true potential. Like it'll be one thing if what if um Philly had the same opportunities as LA, but it doesn't. Right. Like like even though this is a TV show, like let let let's do it to a real life example. Everybody knows Lil Uzi Vert is from Philly. Oh, I
0: didn't know that. Yeah,
1: he, he raps it all the
0: time.
1: Okay. Yeah, Lil Uzi Vert is from Philadelphia. Um, yeah, he's from North Philly. Yeah, he he's from North Philadelphia, if I recall correctly. Okay. I, like, man, for Uzi Vert to become who he was, even though he was hot um, uh, who he was, Uzi had to had to, he had moved to Atlanta for a while to like get his um get his career started. Mmm. Like he had to do a little bit of time of, uh, in Atlanta. So what you saying? I need to move to Atlanta? <laughs> well, well, uh, that, that was the music, man. But like, hey, hey, if Atlanta's the move for you, man, go to Atlanta.
0: I, like I said, it's a lot of jobs in Atlanta out there in my field. Like, I would love to, like, work on that side in Atlanta. But it's just only reason I don't want to live so far in Atlanta is just I don't want to be that far out from of my people.
1: And, um, I mean, like, the distance from Atlanta to where you're from is the same.
0: I guess so. But I just feel like, I don't know. When I I always go to visit Atlanta, it always feel like it's a culture shock. I don't know how to say it. It's just like girls got BBLs. It's like people putting on a fake persona. It's just a lot of people I talked to that lived in Atlanta that just basically told me, like, a lot of people that lived in Atlanta moved like they moved back home or they moved some way different.
1: No, no, that's facts. That's facts. And then, like, like, what you described, like, oh, the girls with the BBLs, the strip clubs and stuff. Like people doing music, trying to get in music, trying to get in acting. Like bro, they, bro, Atlanta is literally Hollywood of the South. It's
0: Chocolate City.
1: It is. Uh, yeah, Chocolate City. Like it's the Hollywood of the South. Like every, like they're really trying to make. Um, and then I think I read an article not too long ago. Like they, like a lot of the film companies trying to move to Georgia. Mmm. Yeah. Like like Atlanta is literally going to be the new Hollywood. Right now, it's Black Hollywood, but I feel like um. Uh, but but um, I, I feel like the white people are gonna come in and try to make Atlanta
0: white again. But they're gonna ginger right now. It's black. They're gonna gingerfy Atlanta.
1: Yeah, gentrify DF out of Atlanta.
0: <laughs> literally, like I don't know. Like I said,
1: three told me they trying to get Bankhead back.
0: Yeah, like I said, Bankhead is not Atlanta. But um, <laughs> but, but literally, like I told y'all, like. I don't know. You never know where your life can go in a couple of years. But just to wrap it up, regarding with like episode five with bel like I just feel like you gotta want more to yourself because a lot of people don't want more for you, and people don't want to see you do better than they doing for themselves. That's just the fact. Facts. Um, also, I've been watching pieces of her. I just started it. I know you said you started watching it too, right? Yeah. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. It's getting kind of good. Like I said, my mama must be a, like a, a under agent or something. But don't tell me because I only seen to episode three or two.
1: Yeah, I'm on episode two as well. Don't don't tell
0: me I ain't got nothing to spoil. Yeah, I ain't really got nothing to spoil either. But like, it's really good, y'all. Y'all need to check it out. It's called Pieces of Her, and also check out Baylor. Like y'all, like that show is really good. Great body of work. So most we'll definitely check it out, and also check out Abbott Elementary. That's my shit, and I love Quintana Jones. I think it's Jones, but um, if I'm saying her last name wrong, y'all let me know. But literally, kudos to her and give her her flowers, y'all, because she's doing the damn thing. Alrighty. So that's the end of our show's topic. So let's get into our life update. So first, I'm just going to ask Craig, like, how is your mental health? How are you feeling mentally? Man, I'm, doing, I'm, I'm actually happier than ever, man. Even my partner's
1: commented on it and said I'm doing happier than ever, man.
0: You I'm
1: like, happier, but hey, man, I'm just taking things day, day out of day out of time. I'm far from where I want to be, but hey, we getting there.
0: Yeah, most definitely we are getting there, y'all. Y'all know I usually come on here with some bullshit. But, um, literally, like, my job shit, like I told y'all, um, I'm doing – hopefully I'm doing interviews, y'all. Like, I told you I'm trying to basically get another job within my field because the particular job I got right now, it just ain't it. Um, but like I said, other than that, I'm doing wonderful. Like, my mental health is really good. I'm probably going to end up watching um, – Batman probably sometime this week cuz I'm going to give you guys a recap on it because I've been hearing that this is like the emo Batman. I'm kind of excited to watch it just to see as of how Robert Pattinson plays Batman cuz every single time I think about him I think about Twilight. So, I'm ready to see how that goes. Um also just moving forward, y'all, just taking it day by day and just trying to like just do better with my life and, you know, just trying to do some yoga and meditate and just Figure this shit out that we call life. And I realize, like, y'all, like, everybody is going through something. Like, nobody is just not having it all figured out. Even when you think you got figure it figured out, you don't. So, literally, just take it day by day. And if you feel like, you know what I'm saying, it gets it gets bad, please talk to somebody. Because I feel you. Like, nothing, nothing is more important than your well-being, your mental health, your mental s- stability. So, most definitely, like, just take it day by day and everything will be fine. But that is the end of our life update. So let's get into our shit we don't care about. So what is some shit you don't care about this week?
1: Shit that I don't care about this week? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I don't care about these goddamn... I don't care about these damn gender wars going on online... uh, That's going on on Twitter, what's going on in these other niggas' podcasts and shit. Please stop. Stop, stop, stop. We, We having the same conversations over and over again. And going nowhere, and then when we do give you the answer, y'all don't even like the answer. Just right. just stop. Just just stop, please. Right. Please uh, gender wars are tearing the community apart. Man. <laughs>
0: stop it. Yeah, I felt that on a spiritual level. Please stop. Because I just I'm tired of seeing debates about yo nigga won't do this or describe princess trip me. And I'm you know what I don't give a fuck about? I don't give a fuck about you pick me as bitches. Literally, I'm tired of that. Like y'all really, oh, I don't wear makeup. Oh, um, I don't do this and that for my man, bitch. Stop being a pick me. This nigga at the end of the day, a nigga probably gonna end up fucking a hoe anyways, and you out here trying to be a good girl. Fuck outta here. Stop being a pick me. Live your life. Choose violence, hoe. Literally. But, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the shit we don't care about this week. And also, um, usually guys, we have our um. We have our topic question and responses. I didn't receive a question this week, but if you guys have any type of questions about anything about relationships, about advice, about jobs, or anything, send it to the introverted hippie podcast at gmo.com and we can just answer it every week. It's on Thursday, and it's the introverted hippie podcast at gmo.com. Send your questions. But basically, what I wanted to talk about today for the question of the day, it was about diversity and inclusion. Because I don't know if you guys have seen a lot. A lot has been changing. Um, as you guys have probably have seen with Minnie Mouse, Proud Family, M&M's, a lot has been changing to allegedly, well, not even allegedly, to they say to include everybody in. And I mean everybody. I mean everybody in. So everybody. <laughs> everybody, literally. So we just trying to like I don't know. I just wanted to talk to somebody about it just to get their in their two cents on it because. I had a conversation with somebody. As you know, Disney has diversified their Disney princesses. And they also have diversified as how the princesses look because we don't all have one type of face and one type of features. So it just basically goes to show that we all come in different shapes, different sizes, different ethnicities, different colors, and just just basically just different. And I love how they had to expand that. Um, And also just with the, like, I don't know what
1: you said. You said something is going on with the Proud family. So what is going on? Everything is going on with the Proud. Family, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to begin, like, bro. It, like, it's it's totally different, man. But the last episode that that came out with, um, I ain't gonna lie, it was a good episode. Episode five with the two gay dads. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah, like that, that. That was actually a really good episode. I ain't gonna lie. That, like, they, it, like they, they talked a lot of junk on that one. I ain't gonna lie. Mmm. Okay. I'm have my, my problem with the Proud Family is it's going the diversity and inclusion on in route, but the problem that I have with it is a lot of it seems forced and it's not coming off as natural. Ooh. Like, it's like um uh, the show is trying too hard to fit in with the new audience. And cool. and I don't feel like the old show did that. It
0: didn't, it did
1: not, it did not at It all. just seemed forced to me. I know you haven't watched it yet, so when you watch it, come tell me.
0: Yeah, most definitely we could do a deep dive on it just to see as of how I feel about it cuz I haven't watched it yet but if it feels forced y'all I'm gonna let y'all know. So like they
1: like, like they they be saying all the slang the bro they 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 literally doing too much and they're doing too much.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: like it's trying it's trying too hard to be modern.
0: Mm mm no meow. Huh? I'm gonna have to check it out just to see what they talking about because literally, I don't want to look at anything that feels forced, literally,
1: at all. No, nah, um, but like, but like, um, like the first, like, uh, like the first, like the first episode was good. The second episode was I. The third episode was I. But like the last one, that, um, the fourth, I don't even remember what the fourth one was about. I watched it, but I don't even remember. Yeah, but the but the most recent episode that that's actually a really good episode that was stuck in my head. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Now I remember the fourth episode was like the fourth episode was about the um about becoming an influencer that that might that if that wasn't the fourth episode that probably was a second, whatever, but um like the influencer episode was a really good episode as well.
0: I feel like I love how like a lot of these um shows are like place basically placing the career path as an influence in there because literally people are making a lot of money from being an influencer and it, it just goes to show how popular it is because they're including that into particular tv shows so mm-hmm. that's good um so yeah like like literally y'all that is the end of our questions topic so we are reaching the end of our podcast guys so if you are new to this podcast, what we like to do is release negative energies, negative and toxic energies to release music. So I'm going to let Trey pick his music that he likes to go ahead and play for his release music, and I'll go ahead and pick mine.
1: Man, give me that Benny the Butcher, Thoughie's Revenge.
0: All right. We're going to play that to release the negative and toxic energies. And I think what I'm going to pay is. Um, little Dirk featuring future called Petty Two to release those negative and toxic energies. And Trey, I just want to thank you for coming on the pod, man, because I love when we have these discussions. Because literally, it just goes to show that like the world is changing, and like literally, it's just good to have somebody to discuss these topics too. Sometimes your girl be tired of being an introverted hippie. Sometimes we want to chit chat.
1: Oh my god, man, you be having your guest from um Tumblr.
0: I love them, y'all. If y'all don't know, I'm a big Tumblr girl. I've been on Tumblr like forever, so you can most definitely find me there. Just type in the introverted hippie too. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, and, and if y'all show, and if y'all want more of me, man, let Crystal know. And if y'all, if y'all tell, if y'all tell Crystal he sucked, you never showed up again. You ain't got a CV no more. <laughs> 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 but I hope I went too PC this time, dude. Yeah. <laughs>
0: he wasn't PC y'all tell me how y'all like this part though but y'all that is the end of our podcast guys I'll see you again next Thursday so peace love and light.